0: Good morning, I'm so um, thankful for this testimony because um, I'm going to be talking to you about the, the reading and the doing of the Word of God today, and this spoke so much into what I've, what I've what, wanting to share. Um, last week we had a wonderful, amazing sermon um, from Anton, and I just want to commend him because I think a lot of us were challenged. A lot of us were encouraged and almost stirred to take time to listen to the Word of God, to lean into the Word of God, um, to lean into the Word of God, to gaze into His Word with the purpose of doing. Amen. Okay, so it's not, that we don't stop at listening to the Word, we don't stop at just looking at the Word, but... It results into an action, into a doing, into a working. And I'm going to talk and touch on working and doing and responding to the Word of God. Um, so thank you, Anton. It was a wonderful sermon, and I'm hoping to build on that today. So the Word is powerful. We just heard this testimony about the power of the Word. He said he read the Word from beginning to the end, and he changed his life. So there's a lot of power in the Word of God. And what I'm not going to do this morning, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to tell you or inspire you or motivate you to go and do the Word. Mm. There's a lot of promises in God's Word that if you do this, this will happen. Principles, if you do this, if you live this way, this will happen. That's the result. You can go and study the Word for yourself, And you can go and find out how that is going to empower your life. There is so much in the Word about the Word and about doing the Word of God. So that is not where I'm going to go today. What I want to do and what I've sensed God lay on my heart is to set some foundations right. I feel like God wants to (coughs) shift something this morning and put an order into place in the way we approach the Word and the way we do especially the Word of God. And if our foundations are out of sync or our thinking about the doing of the Word of God, it will result in religion, Mm. in dead works, we'll get burnt out, Um, we will seek approval and affirmation from God, all coming from a wrong foundation of thinking about Mm. the way we do the Word of God. So I'm going to take us a few steps back this morning because I want us to get to the heart of why we do the Word of God. Why are we doers of the Word of God? Mm-hmm. So, um, one, that's helpful. Done. It maybe Bella. Okay. So, um, thanks. I found I'm going to read out of James 1, 22 to 25, and I, I, I looked at lots of translations, and I really like this um, translation, the Passion Translation. So you can just follow with me. <clears throat> Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, so not do it. For that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Beautiful. The word of truth is Jesus Christ, and it's the re- revealed word um, given to us by the Father through the Spirit. So the word of truth is Jesus Christ, and what He has done and said, and what is what we find in the Gospels. For that is the essence of self-deception. If we don't do it, it's the essence of self-deception. Let's just quickly. Um, Self-deception is the action or practice of allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated feeling or idea or situation is true. Read that again. Mm. Self-deception, the action or practice of allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated feeling or idea or situation is true. So you deceive yourself by convincing yourself or believing that what you read is not true. So always let his word, the word of Christ, become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out, don't do, the message you hear, you become like the person who looks into the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty. The perfecting law of liberty is the gospel, is the good news, is grace, is salvation, is our redemption. That law is perfect. What Jesus did by being born, like Tony said this morning, he was born, he was he was crucified, he was raised. The gospel, the good news, is the perfecting law. It's the law of freedom. Mm. Amen. That that we spoke about this morning came out in worship. It's the law of freedom. Sheldon also mentioned that. The law of liberty is the law of freedom. Mm. It's the final law. Yeah, that's right. It is the mature law. It is it's the complete law. Okay? And It says that those, but those who set their gaze, look deeply, intentively looking, seeking to want to do, deeply into the perfecting law of liberty, are fascinated by, and respond to the truth they hear, they are doers of the word, and are strengthened by it. (laughs) Sorry, it changed my font. And are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all they do. <coughs> yeah, they experience God's blessing in all they do. So this morning, as I said, I'm not going to go through the, what you should and how you should read and, and why you should be doing the word, but I want to lay a foundation here. If the perfect law, if the law of liberty, this perfect law of liberty is the, is the word that we're looking into, Right? If this perfect law of liberty is the gospel, we need to ask ourselves, what was the foundation of Jesus coming to earth? What was the foundation of this gospel of grace? What was the foundation of Jesus being willing to walk this earth, the Father sending him? And the foundation of Jesus' life, the foundation of why God came to rescue us, the foundation of that is love. Christ. Jesus so loved the world that He sent His only Son, so that whoever believes in Him will be saved. Okay? So the foundation of who God is and about His Word and His message of grace and Him acting out Mm. this life Mm. of coming to earth and saving us, redeeming us, setting us free, the very foundation is love. The very intention is love. (coughs) And so when we approach the Word, we first of all need to remember that we are approaching this Word remembering that God loves us. That God loves us. That He's a good Father, that He wants good for us, that He loves us. The foundation of God is love. He is love. So we approach the Word of God with a revelation and understanding that He loves us, that He is good, that we have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's how we approach the word of truth. It says here that the word is like the mirror, like a mirror, and I've got a mirror here. And you know, sometimes, no, actually most of the times, we look into a mirror, and the first thing we see is our blemishes. Yeah, yeah. especially women <laughs> we look and then this one is like, this one makes it bigger so you, yeah. see, you see all the spots and the and the lines and the grey hair <laughs> yeah. but you look into this mirror and that's what you see first yeah. Yeah. you see all the ugly yeah. and then we try and hide the ugly by putting makeup on dyeing our hair you know, the men cutting some you know, nose hair, ear air, air, all that stuff. <laughs> Have a zut zut thingy. So, um, so we try our best <laughs> then to look good, okay? That's why we look in the mirror. But how many of us look in the mirror and see a beautiful creation? How many of us look in the mirror and see God's beauty in us? Through us, a perfect, good, loving Father who created me the way I am, we forget. And so what we are encouraged to do is to approach this word, the word of God, to approach the word of truth. Not from a place of looking at our sinful, um, guilty self because we are not that anymore we have been redeemed and we have been set free and what james is saying to us is when you approach the word of the, the the word of the lord when you approach the word of truth Approach it from a place of knowing your true identity yeah, 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 yeah. as children of God. Yeah. Your true identity. And that song we sang yeah. is amazing. That's, That's right. who I am. Exactly. Who are we? We are first and foremost yeah. children yes. of God. We've been adopted into his family. Hallelujah. So we do not approach the word from From a place of being outside his family, Mm. still full of guilt and shame and condemnation. We (laughs) approach the word of God from inside his family. We're inside. That's our identity. So we can boldly approach the word of truth. Boldly coming from a place of true identity. Knowing that I'm God's child. Knowing that I'm free. Mm -hmm. knowing that he paid the price and there's no more guilt, shame, condemnation, knowing that this is not legalistic way, like I don't have to do A, B, C, and D for God to approve of me. I don't approach the word by thinking now, oh, I've had such a bad day and I look into the word and now I have to tick some boxes so that God will be pleased with me. Mm -hmm. That's not how we approach the word of God. James is saying to us, approach the word of God because God loves you and you are his child and therefore you are empowered. Yes. You are empowered because you know he loves you. He loved you first. That's right. He loved you first. Right. We love him because he loved us first. Yes. That's what the word says. Yes. We love him because he loved us first and because he loved us first and he did everything he needed to do. To help us, to save us, to rescue us, to empower us, to help us to live this um, amazing life as followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He did it out of love. And therefore, we love him because of what he's done. So, the word also says that, Jesus said that, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Okay? Um, that one one is about there's no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love we love because he first loved us so if we approach the word of the truth if we approach the word out of fear that's not love we approach the word out of love because he loved us first and If you love me, you will keep my commands. And again, I will take you back like we love because God loved us first. And he says that if you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Jesus laid the foundation. And he also said that all, the sum of all the laws, all the laws are summed up in this one command. Firstly, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. So, so doing the word of God is an act of love. It's an act of love. And I feel like that is the foundation God wants to lay this morning. Because I still believe there are people here this morning who you have not really had this revelation and encounter with the love of God. There are people here who still believe that you are not worthy to receive His love. There are still people here this morning who believe Or don't believe that God is really good. (coughs) And as long as we approach the word of truth from that foundation, we will get burned out on religion. We will get tired and weary. And James, in James, he talks a lot about trials and temptations and overcoming and being strengthened and all of that stuff. But if we don't approach the Word of God from a place of love and knowing how much we are loved, then we're not going to withstand those trials. We're not going to withstand those temptations. We are going to suffer. We are going to fall. There's a difference between true identity and image, okay? True identity is knowing that you're a child of God, an image is trying to be something, and you try to be something by doing stuff, yeah. okay? So when I look in the mirror, I try to look like somebody, I put makeup on, like I try to look nice and beautiful and all of that stuff, but in, at night when I go to bed the makeup's gone and you know, that's just the way I look, it, I is, right. what it, is. it is what it is, <laughs> okay, sorry Anton, it is, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, The dye will grow out of my hair, and there will still be gray hair. Amen. Okay? (laughs) So my point is here, my point is that we do not approach the word from a place of wanting to fix our image and wanting to tick the boxes yes. so that we can be approved by people, mm. be approved by, um, by God approving us, um, so our children will approve us, our co-workers will approve us. Mm. Um, we do not do that. It's not about our image. It's about our true identity of who we are in Christ. And when we approach the Word of God with that confidence, there's power, yeah, yeah. there's change, there's transformation. And you will go out in this world and you will do from a place of love, Amen. which is a place of power. It's Amen. fierce. It's, it's so powerful yes. that somebody like Monsur can phone his dad and say, Dad, I forgive you and I love you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, right. that's how powerful it is. It's so powerful that Jesus could come to earth and go through all that suffering, die on the cross, take the sins of the whole world on his shoulders, being <laughs> separated from his father to save, and to make us all free forever. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's how powerful this love is. Yeah. Right. So if we approach the Word, and when we approach the Word of God from this place, this foundation of love, that I have been adopted, I am a royal priest. Yeah. Yeah. I am part of a holy nation. I am in God's kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I am because He is. Yeah. I am who I am because he is who he is. When I approach the word of God like that, then nothing will stop me and nothing will stop you and nothing will stop the advancement of the kingdom of God. Because trials will come, as James says. Temptations will come. But it's only when we then come back to the word of truth with our true identity in line, knowing that this is not the way God sees me. The mistake I made there, the sin I did there, God doesn't see me as that sinner anymore. God doesn't see me as that person anymore, because God look at me through the eyes of Jesus. He sees me through the eyes of Jesus. He doesn't look at me and my sinfulness, because He's taken it away, and I am free, and you are free. So so my question to you this morning is, what is that position of your heart this morning? Is your heart positioned in a place of love, a place of knowing that your father is a good father? Are you positioned in that place? Are you positioned in that place when you approach the word of God and the doing thereof? And if you struggle with that, The good news is that Jesus wants to encounter you. The Holy Spirit wants to encounter you. His love is fierce. He wants to encounter you, and he wants to download and pour so much of his love into your life that you will be overflowing with living waters. In in Psalm 1, it speaks about um, us being like a tree, (coughs) you know, a strong oak tree, and... (coughs) Birds can come and make their nests and feed off us, and, and there's, there's, there's um, shade given off, and there's this beautiful picture of a tree. Is your life like that? Is your life like that, or are you so dry? Are you, or Are you so dry that you have nothing to give to anybody else anymore? That you don't even have this love to give because you are so dry, because you haven't received, or you don't believe, or you don't trust that God is really good and that he really loves you. God wants us to be Christians that are full of him, full of his love, overflowing with his power and the water, the living's waters will come out of us. And we won't walk around so dry that we can't give anything to anybody else. He wants us to be these mighty, mighty oaks where others will come and rest and, 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 and hear from and receive from. He wants us to be these people. But unless we position ourselves in our true identity, we're not going to get there. Mm, So the invitation for us this morning is to believe, to trust, Mm. to find ourselves in a place of humility. To say, God, Mm. I don't know everything, but you do. And you know me. And I am because you are. I am because you are. You are fully known by God. Fully and completely known by God. And he loves you. Think about this. Nobody, not even yourself, knows you the way God knows you. The way he designed you. He loved you before the foundations of the earth was laid and he knew you. Before. He hasn't changed his mind about you he hasn't changed his attitude about you right. yeah. he hasn't changed his love <laughs> now all of a sudden you make mistakes and now it's like mm, I'm not sure anymore no steadfast yeah. it is what it is <clears throat> so when we so when we lean into the scriptures and when we clean from the scriptures and when we gaze into the scriptures and when we start doing the scriptures the beauty is the more we do that the more we get to know our father and the more we get to understand this good god so it has like a double effect it's like god saying receive my love it's unconditional it's here it's in worship it's at home it's when you sit in the quiet it's it's everywhere just come to me i'll pour it out and he's saying you know, the more you read of this word, the more you're going to be transformed and the more you're going to start believing the truths about who you are, about who I am and about what I want you to do with your life. So it's not just about one, a once-off experience like we hear here on a Sunday or you go home. It's not a once-off experience. This is a journey that we walk out as we approach the scriptures and as we do the word. Because, you know, as we do the word... We stand in awe of his love. Because he comes through in situations and places that we were like, God, if this wasn't for you. We don't do this in our own strength. It's the power of love. So when we we allow God to set the order right in our lives, and we do from the foundation of love, first of all, God will be glorified first of all, God will be glorified. When we are doers of the word and we do from a place of love, God will be glorified. In Matthew five sixteen, it says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Your good works. Not your good looks. <laughs> Not your good image. Your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. God will be glorified. The second thing that will happen is when we um, come from this foundation of love, doing out of love, doing out of true identity, you will be strengthened, as it says in James. You will be strengthened. We go through trials, temptations, like we've seen in James, and you will be strengthened when you do the word of God. Matthew twenty, Matthew, don't know what, twenty four to twenty seven. It says, yeah. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine, this is Jesus speaking, and puts them into practice, doing it, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Do you sometimes feel like the wind is beating against you, life is beating against you? Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock, Jesus, the truth. But everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus said, and does not put them into practice, don't do it, basically, is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Build your life on the foundation of the listening, the hearing and the doing because it speaks about doing here it speaks about doing we also grow in the fruit of the spirit when we do the word we'll grow in the fruit of the spirit we'll be strengthened and grow in the fruit of of the spirit Um, and that's how we also strengthen from the inside we strengthen so when we allow God to set the order right, and we do from foundation of love, it also says in James 1.25 that you will be blessed in all that you do. Amen. Blessed in all. That's a big statement, guys. <laughs> You'll be blessed in all that you do. You'll be flourishing. You'll be growing. You'll be expanding. You will be, you will, you will, you will be beauty. You will radiate God's glory. You will be blessed in all that you do. But you know what the interesting thing is? I looked it up. The word blessed in James 1.25. The same word in Greek, exactly the same word, is used for happy. Mm-hmm. So, you will be blessed and happy in all that you do. Yeah, Amen. <laughs> when you do the word of God, you will be blessed and happy in all that you do. Isn't yeah. that beautiful? Yeah. So we're not these sour Christians walking around. Oh, God laid this burden on me. Oh, so blessed. Oh, I have to get up this morning and go and do His word. Oh, He said I have to go and love that one. Oh, I have to forgive this one. No, <laughs> we're blessed and happy in all that we do because God knows you. He knows that person, and he knows what's around the corner, and he knows your future, and he knows what's best for you, and he knows what's best for this community, this country, this city, this nation. He knows because he's God. So he will bless, and you will be happy in doing that. And then fourthly, God's kingdom will grow and advance when we do from a place of of love, true identity, and power, God's kingdom will grow and advance and extend. Because it says that beautiful prayer let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and how does God make his will done how did he choose he chose to work through us his people he chose to work through us he chose to do the work through you and me and every time we do the word we do his work every time we do the word we do his work and his kingdom and his will mm. is established Hallelujah. and advanced. Um, my mum <clears throat> was, a, was a teacher, for, or is a teacher, but she's, not, she's retired now. But she ran her own play school for 20 years, where she had 20 children every morning, for four mornings a week, from our house. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm, I won't go there. Never, never, don't ask me to go to a primary school or a preschool. No. I'll wait for my kids to be teenagers. So, I can remember, I don't remember much about what my mum taught the kids, okay? But there's one thing, as I was preparing this, there's one thing that I do remember about my mum. Every single morning, every single morning, my mum would teach them a Bible lesson. She had two different groups, so she had the same group two mornings a week. So she had a total of 40 children in the week, and every child had a Bible lesson every morning of the week. And not just that, sang what she called back then Bible songs. Every morning for 20 years of her life, without fail, she taught the Word of God to 40 children Come on. Yeah. the word the yeah. power right, and i asked her mom why did you do that mm. mom why did you do that and this is what she said she said i counted it a blessing to live out my calling i counted it a blessing to live out my calling to sow the seeds of the gospel into the lives of these children. I counted it a blessing and a joy. And these children needed to see the love of Jesus through me. They needed to encounter the love of Jesus through me. Because many of them did not have that at home. So, did my mom advance the kingdom of God (laughs) through her obedience, walking out her calling, knowing her identity as a child of God? Yes, she did. So, wherever you are, wherever you go, it starts with the small things in life, right through to the bigger things in life, (laughs) as you choose, because God has given us freedom to choose. He doesn't lord his, his word over us. <laughs> My mom used to say, and I'll translate this to the English people, slandy devil, meddy babel. That was it. Hit the devil with the Bible, but it just doesn't sound that good in English. Slandy devil, meddy babel. And you will be able to withstand the storms of life. So wherever you go and whatever you do, God is with you and he loves you. And he loves that person next to you as much as he loves you. And his love is powerful. It's the most powerful force in the universe. So let's realign ourselves this morning... And get into the space of, what am I believing about myself? Are there any lies that I need to repent of? Lies that I've believed about myself? Lies that I believe about God? Because I don't really trust that God is who He says He is? Then you repent. But I want to invite you this morning to realign yourself. So that you will be doing the word of God from a foundation of love. So that you can go out and be a powerful force that you were created to be reckoned with. As you live out your true identity of what it means to be a child of God. Thank you.